you know, I, I'm glad to be here in this uh, beautiful musical environment, and uh, I hope some of you aren't disappointed because you knew you were coming to Jam in Java, and you heard Samuel Smith, Sam Smith was going to be here, and you got me, but uh, um, I have the name first. You know, the, the primary challenge facing immigration laws in America is not people crossing the border without authorization. A recent study in the Pew Research Center shows that fewer people are attempting to cross the border. I want to tell you a couple stories about clients I've represented in the past. Um, there was a, a Bolivian family, one of the, my clients when I first started practicing, uh, husband and wife came here on a visa with their three small children under five. Um, their son, when he was 18, they overstayed their visa, he was illegal, he joined the Marine Corps. He had to lie to get in, but they didn't catch him and he was a Marine. He got killed and was buried in Arlington Cemetery. Shortly after that, his uh, sister was valedictorian of Falls Church High School. The younger sister was captain of the tennis team. Immigration started to deport them, and it was a two-year process. Successfully, you know, luckily for them, they were able to get their green cards and stay. But um, this is just one of the people and the issues they have to deal with coming here. Um, another client I had got their green card through employment, came to this country. They entered originally illegally and had, were able to correct that situation. But I was having dinner with her and her husband after they uh, got their green cards. They became citizens. She told me the story that before she came here, when she was a teenager, her father was kidnapped. And the family was told to pay a ransom to get him back. They paid the ransom. They told him they killed him instead, but we recorded his last words. If you want to hear that, you can pay another ransom. Um, and then recently, a case I'm dealing with now is one of these, uh, these children that came across the border in 2014, um, Tatiana. She is 16 years old. She was living in El Salvador with an aunt and her 10-year-old brother. She was approached by gang members down there, asked to join the gang, asked to have sexual relations with them. Um, this, this has gone on for a few months, and she was given a deadline to do this um, and it finally escalated to a point where they're going to kill her 10-year-old brother if she doesn't comply. Um, one day after school, they grabbed her. Um, she broke away and ran into the school. Two days later, she left to come to the United States. And, you know, I heard all these children were coming across the border. I was wondering what parent, what relative would send a child from El Salvador across Guatemala, across Mexico, into the United States where they don't speak the language. But that's how, how desperate they were. Um, and she came, had a few hundred dollars with her 10-year-old brother, got caught at the border by immigration, was um, detained there for a few months. Her mother lives in this country unlawfully. Her father abandoned her at birth. Her mother was able to get her released to her custody, um, and she sought political asylum with the Immigration Service. She, ha she lost her case with immigration. Um, and to win political asylum, you have to prove that you're being persecuted or might be persecuted because of your race, your religion, your nationality, your membership in a particular social group, your political opinion. And threats by gang members doesn't count in one of these categories. Her case is still going on. Um, I hope to have a successful end, but we, the time will tell. You know, our, our dilemma for us now... Um, is the people who are, are really are here right now as opposed to the people coming across the border. They're without proper documentation. 
they face substantial difficulties in trying to integrate and contribute to our country. And to solely focus on the border security to stop the people from coming ignores the real issue the United States faces with immigration. Um, there's a lack of status for 11 million people aspiring to become U.S. citizens. And a 2013 migration policy study uh, report shows that over half of the undocumented population has lived in the United States for more than 10 years. A third of them are homeowners. A third have at least one minor child that's a U.S. one minor child that's a U.S. citizen. They own houses. Their kids go to public schools. They're members of local churches. Um, before 1982, there was no visa system in the U.S. 1924 is when the current visa system was established that we have. People can primarily come here through family members, through employment, or refugee or asylee. Um, refugees are people that, it's similar to asylum, except you're outside of the country and you apply to come in. Asylees are people that are already here. Also, if you have a million dollars, you can invest and get a green card in the United States. Um, and there's some, some other ways. But, you know, realistically, there really is no way for the people that are here unlawfully to go get in line or to get here somehow. Um, family members can petition for people. For brothers and sisters, it's a 12, 13-year wait. Some, each country has their own backlog. Some of them are 20 years wait, waits. Skilled workers um, can come. It takes two years to five years, depending on what country you're from. Unskilled workers can also come, but they're a, a five-year uh, limitation on the number of people. The biggest problem for the people here is, is that there's a law that says that anybody who's here unlawfully for more than 12 months, if you leave the United States to try and get a green card at the embassy through your U.S. citizen spouse, through your job, through whatever, you have to stay outside for 10 years. That's your punishment for being here illegally. So they really have no option of going out and staying for 10 years and then coming back. The job won't be in anymore. Their marriage will not be intact. The immigrants are also dealing with other issues. Um, that There's things called aggravated felonies, which is a death nail for an immigrant if you have one of those. Well, you can be convicted of a misdemeanor, a minor misdemeanor, in the United States and Virginia, and immigration calls it an aggravated felon. You can have a criminal charges dismissed. It's a conviction for immigration purposes. So it's it's a... It's a real struggle for these people, with or without their criminal issues, if they've been here illegally, to try and rectify the situation. And I look at the, the Bible has a lot to say about this. In Genesis um, 1, 26 and 27, it talks about all people are created in the image of God and deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. Um, all people have responsibility to love and show compassion to the stranger among us, Deuteronomy 10, 18 through 19. Um, you know, talks in also in Mark 12, 31, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no greater commandments than these, and that's the second one. The first one is love your God with all your heart. Um, the story of the Good Samaritan is interesting. It, you know, it talks about who is your neighbor, and that's what the, the legal lawyer was trying to get Jesus to explain to him. But I think it also says more than that. I think it talks about living in fear in our political climate. We hear that a lot right now. I said the priest and the, the Levite who were unwilling to help the man that was beaten and robbed, I think it was more out of fear. And if and we're, there's such a fear of the unknown, of the foreigner. And I think as Christians, we, we should not be living in fear. We should be living in love. 
Um, Leviticus 19.33 talks about um, the, when a foreigner, a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat him. Um, the foreigner resides among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as yourself. Um, Matthew 25, 31 through 46, but particularly 37, it says, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and gave you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or imprisoned or go visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whenever you did it for one of the least of these, your brothers or sisters of mine, you did it for me. Immigrants are our neighbors, both literally and figuratively, and we are to love our neighbors as ourselves and show mercy to our neighbors as needed. Um, okay. The current immigration system is broken. Reform is necessary. The biblical principles that I've talked about here compel us to support comprehensive immigration reform. I see my time is up. I got a second or two here. <laughs> you know, and, and so we need to reform the the get keeping families together, making the employment-based uh, legal pathways more safe and humane for people. Um, well, didn't time it very well, but thank you very much.